0: greetings and salutations welcome to ref the district's day after reckoning where we come live and give you our thoughts on the washington commanders the day after they play and last week was exciting and it was fun and we were all joyous and this week Mm. there's going to be a lot of energy though today i can tell that this one's going to be pretty feisty i'm nathan Perry. that's the stoner trev should be popping in at some point tonight he had to hit the bar that's how bad this loss was no he had to go to he's working sky bar tonight so that's why uh trev's not here with us uh but make sure you pop down in lexington virginia and see hit trev in person you can get his thoughts on the game game anytime Right there at Skybar. We're also sponsored by Pacers Running and soon to be another one, which I'll oh, let you know when they give us the details. Uh Stoner, yes, sir. This was not the game we wanted to be. We were no. fairly confident coming yep. into the game. Yep. And I warned us. I said, Nothing comes easy for Washington. Yeah. And it was just an absolute disaster.
1: It was a disaster in the first half. It was a disaster in the first half. My overall assessment, after having watched it like four times today, or parts of it at least four times today, quite a bit, Washington is a better football team than Detroit. I'm yes. sorry. They I will agree bad. with that. Okay, good. I'm glad you, you didn't you have, have me
0: an agreeance for that.
1: Yeah. Washington is a better football team, but they got outplayed on this day. Yes. But if they play 10 times, Washington probably wins seven times.
0: I, I think, think that's, that's
1: fair. A, a fair assessment. We got behind our skis early, obviously in that first half, and absolutely couldn't recover until it was too late. And then by the time we did recover, the defense was too gassed to, to try and hold them. So we were definitely out coached in the first half. We were definitely outplayed in the first half. We were out schemed. We were out everything in the first half until about halfway through the second quarter. And from that point on, Washington, I don't want to say dominated, but Washington kicked Detroit's butt around that entire time uh, that entire time after that. But it was too big of a hole to dig.
0: Yeah. That's was, kind of my overall assessment. It was definitely a very big hole and I'm looking forward to hearing what those in the chat have to say, whether or not they agree. We got Rob, Yam, P-Dub, Gus Bus all in the house. Uh, JD Fire JDR Chance already starting over, all the way in the future over in Japan there. Mm-hmm. Rob's looking for Trev to go off on one. I'm looking forward to him jumping on later because I know this guy is going to absolutely mm-hmm. just have some fire there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gus Bus asking, which team has the better leadership, though? um man that's 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 a tough question i think to answer especially given some of the complaints over the weekend where uh, jack del rio kind of called out uh jamon davis and people had and including the two of us had took some umbrage with that and then uh, Ron doubled down, said that yep. we need to see some consistency. Gwent at it again in the post game uh, conference, and specifically then specifically calling out Davis. And then, uh, and
1: then what's resulting from that?
0: And then Davis ends up posting on on his Instagram. He had a three slide, you know, image slideshow. Mm-hmm. First image was him, just mm-hmm. a solid shot of him. Second was a clip of his sack against Detroit. Mm-hmm. and then the third was from Di- uh, Django Unchained the clip of the the midnight raid that they were gonna do where uh, the character says something to the effect of you know uh, you know did all this and all you guys do is com- criticize 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 mm-hmm. so,
1: yeah so, so well yeah exactly and what we said at the end of the week after Jack del Rio called them out is what what are we doing, calling guys out publicly? That's not leadership. So to Gus's point there, which team has better leadership? You don't call guys out like that. You just don't. And everyone's like, well, yeah, but he's playing bad. You got to hold him accountable and all that other stuff. You do that behind closed doors. And you I'm sure, absolute, yeah, right.
0: you definitely have to hold your players accountable. And I think mm-hmm. that that's that's you know I, we posted the the Bear Bryant quote right, like it was just like, hey, when when something goes bad it's me, when it's, you know, when something is you know so somewhat okay then it's both of us, but if it goes really good that's you. That's,
1: that's And
0: right. and so that's the kind of leadership I think we're looking for. Both of us have some military experience in this when it comes to leadership. And mm-hmm. you're right, you know, you all you you praise in public and you criticize behind the doors. I definitely think he has to call Davis out. We don't know what that coaching is like. Obviously, it's not being effective if you're basing it off of the play that's on the field yeah and so that's that's all we can do, right so I think uh Jen uh she she talked about this Jen Leno she was like you guys you know call everybody out who was c- talk about bad coaching is like if you've never played for them, how can you say whether or not they're a good coach or a bad coach and that's that's and I say, fair yeah,
1: I say that it's, stuff like fair. that all the time. We have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. We have no idea what's going on in the meeting rooms, in the weight rooms, in the, in the offices, uh, in the training room, all that other stuff. We have no idea what these personalities are like, what leadership is like. We have no clue. So to criticize them as far as their coaching, all you can do, though, is you can look at the result. Mm-hmm. And you can say, if the result's not working, then you're going to have to make a change. Right? So. But to say they like suck and they don't know what they're doing schematically and all that, we don't know. Right? We look at, we, we watch some film, as they say, a little bit here and there, but we have nothing to compare it to. We don't know what's going on in New England and, and how their team is performing and being coached and designing schemes. We, we have no clue. All we can do is look at it and say, well, this play didn't work and that play didn't work. And then we criticize that way. But to say they're no good as coaches and all that, um, Jack Del Rio knows more about coaching than his entire s- defensive staff put together. Okay. That that's, that's probably just fact, right? Ron Rivera knows more about coaching than everyone on his staff put together because he's been a head coach for 15 years or whatever it is yeah. something in that neighborhood.
0: He's got, he's definitely got the experience, right? Yeah. So.
1: And he knows what he's doing. It's not like he's a terrible coach. Winning is hard in the NFL. It's winning. It's hard in every sport, but especially in the NFL. It's all got to just kind of come together. I mean, one year you're this incredible coach and Cam Newton takes you to the Super Bowl. And then the next year, Cam Newton gets hurt and all of a sudden you're a terrible coach. Right. Well, and then Cam Newton stops performing. And then all of a sudden you're a terrible coach to, and you get fired.
0: To, to be fair, you're, yeah. I, I'm i'm one who's called out ron rivera as a mediocre coach right and so the experience here gus bus doesn't necessarily you know bring quality and and we've i've talked about how he's a 500 coach right that's he's he, he he's not great, but one of the things that we have praised him for is that leadership. So that's right. You know, I I do Mm want to say that. And there's that clip. I really wish I can find it of him going to the sidelines and and mentoring one of the young players uh, after they had something negative happen in their life. And, and Mm -hmm. people point to that right as something that's a good leadership from there. And I don't necessarily think Jack Del Rio is, is a bad leader. I disagreed with his approach on the Jamon Davis situation. Yeah. And I and the fact that Ron has double not only doubled down on it but went back to that well. There are other players on that defense mm-hmm. who have not been playing well. So, but again, we're not the ones at practice. Is there something they're seeing that, that is this trying to do something different with Jamin? uh mm-hmm. uh Jamon to get him to really kind of get it. I mean, you saw how effective he can be. He got a sack early on in the game. And, and he I played think, very well in the I think, first quarter. I don't think that he had that bad of a game. There was definitely right. it, there, consistency agree. issues. Right. Well, that's what the entire – that was with the entire team. That's, right. not even, that's not even just the defense. That's the entire team – I'm definitely going to have to talk about Scott Turner and his play calling there in the first half there. I mean, yeah. they were just to blame uh, for that first half disaster as the defense was special teams uh, has its own fault in there as well. This was a total team loss. And so to point out at certain players, I just don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Shout and- out to Brian, Mike, 007, Corey, all in the chat. We appreciate you jumping in there. Um, you know, Corey says people want to make uh Jamin the scapegoat. It's not him, he's not the problem.
1: He's part of it though. He's part he's, of it. It's he's not the
0: solution, it. right? Yeah, at, yeah. at the very minimum, he's not the solution. A lot of people, Stoner, and this was you on our ref the district account today. Yeah. Uh defending a no change at defensive coordinator. A lot of yeah, people 100%. want the defensive backs coach, Chris Harris to take an interim role as the defensive coordinator and fire Jack Del Rio after not just, I want to stress here. It's not just this performance, right? Like it's, fair. it's, it's the last year and a half of performances that have not been good. That's you fair. Were, you were against that though. Why, why yeah. is that? Well, uh, we're going to have our
1: guest micro Mike here on in just a couple minutes. So uh, allow me to give a couple minutes uh, rant not, not a crazy rant, but just a little rant here on what JDR did yes in yesterday's game, okay? So the problem with this particular game, the first half I'm talking about, and most specifically the first quarter, the problem was with coaching, and it wasn't anybody with the initials JDR that was the problem in the first half, especially the first quarter. So check this out. So we want to fire JDR. Yam, I know you're you're one of the guys that just can't stand uh JDR specifically. And there's a lot of people, and everybody was calling for his head after this game. Well, this is what happened. The first drive, Detroit went uh Detroit went three and out on their first drive, mm-hmm. right? Jamin Davis had a sack on a great play call by the defense where it was a stunt. He came up the middle untouched, got a sack. Three and out for Detroit. Excellent defense, great call, great execution, right? They punt at 60 yards. Detroit punts at 60 yards. Dax Millen catches it, runs into his own guy, and gets a two-yard gain. Oh, let's fire JDR for that. Let's fire JDR for that, right? Washington immediately goes out there and gets a three and out, right, mm-hmm. which includes a sack. And then Tress Way pummels a punt 62 yards, checks up at the two-yard line, and Christian Holmes, for whatever reason, jumps on it and carries it into the end zone. Let's fire JDR for that. That's his fault for instead of Detroit starting at the 2, they're starting at the 20. But that's JDR's fault, right? That's his fault for not having his defense out there. But the defense is coming right back out after a 3-and-out very quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Detroit gets one first down, and then they have that long play to Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Your cover corner was covering... Their slot, I mean, your slot corner is covering their slot receiver and the slot receiver goes into the middle of the field and your slot corner goes in the opposite direction and double cover is on the outside. Do you really think Jack Del Rio in that play scheme has Benjamin St. Juice going to the outside? That's a poor execution and he had everybody else lined up properly. That's on Benjamin St. Juice. That's not on the defensive scheme on that particular play, and he takes it all the way down to whatever yard line he took it down to. The next three plays, nothing, 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 hold him to a field goal. Defense did their job. Fantastic job by the defense, right? Not fantastic,
0: but but, I mean, acceptable. Acceptable. I'll give you acceptable.
1: Acceptable except for the one play, right? Okay? So they hold him to that field goal. Then Detroit kicks it off. Dax Milne takes it three yards deep, and gets out to the 16. Let's fire JDR for that for putting the offense at the 16 yard line. Well, offense special comes teams out,
0: had its its fair share of uh, problems. Yeah. Carson Wentz comes
1: out. He throws uh, uh, um, intentional grounding, puts the team all the way back to the four yard line. Let's fire JDR for that. Okay. Then they punt the ball, and they get a nice return. And next thing you know, Detroit is set up on the 43 yard line. And you're sending the defense right back out there. The offense has been out there for six plays, six. Six That's plays,
0: it. seven yards at this point.
1: That's right. So now you have the big run by Swift, right, off the left side. When your safety is in position to make the play, he's the last man there, and he takes a bad angle into the hole, and Swift goes right by him. Do you think JDR told him to take the bad angle? Or did JDR tell him to fill that hole in case Swift comes out? That's not on JDR. Again, it's bad execution. Forrest was there, did not make the play. Swift goes down. By the way, caught Swift from behind to keep him out of the end zone, right? What do they do? Uh, Four yards, no gain, incomplete, incomplete. They turned it over on downs. Didn't score. Okay? Send the offense back out there. So another great that. job by the defense that was for that, that one was play.
0: yeah one play that that was a disaster but uh, uh holding them that was that was the first play in that drive they had first and goal that's at right. washington seven
1: yep and got they get four
0: nothing. they get four yards off the run and then, and then no gain incomplete yep. incomplete
1: that's right so now the offense goes back out there two plays later you got a strip sack on carson wentz for a safety good job jdr Way to to coach the offense there, JDR, and cause a strip sack on your own quarterback. That's JDR's fault. Let's fire JDR, right? So then they got to punt it, right, on the free kick. You got to kick it back to them, right, and put your defense right back out there again. The guy returns at 52 yards, but let's fire JDR, right? That's his fault on the special teams, giving up the 52-yard return all the way down to the 31. Detroit makes one play. Gets a 13-yarder, then it's incomplete, then it's a five-yard run, and now you've got Amon Ross St. Brown who catches the touchdown pass on third down. Perfectly covered by the defense. Perfectly designed and covered. Forced Goff out of the pocket, sweat and pain pummeled him. He throws up a wounded duck, and William Jackson slips trying to jump to defend the ball. William Jackson should have picked that ball off if he doesn't slip. But let's fire JDR because of that, because William Jackson can't keep his feet and defend a wounded duck. Let's fire JDR.
0: It's not the only time a wounded duck ended up in the uh, end zone for Detroit. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. Unless, Stoner, you got more of this rant? I just rant got a few more. Hang with a few me. more. Just, okay, just I'm listening, and so is everybody else, because I know we've got a lot of comments there. Uh, we're gonna let Stoner rant, and then we're gonna t- touch back on this. But we do have micro Mike, Mike waiting for us in the yep. background. So hey, give me one, gonna, more, one, one more, one more minute, minute here. Mike. Let's go ahead and hear the rest of this rant. So then
1: they kick off again right after the touchdown. They kick off to the three yard line, and he only gets out to the sixteen. But let's fire JDR because they can't even get past the sixteen yard line on on that kickoff. But you send the defense, or, or Washington goes three and out again right? And you got a punt. Tressway, bad punt, out of bounds, 38 yards. Detroit set up at the 42 yard line again. The defense, right back out there again. Detroit comes down, has a 23 yard pass, and then the defense, hold, 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 and they kick another field goal. Detroit, uh, uh, JDR's defense did very well there. Washington comes back out on offense, right? What do you think happens? A Three and out. Again. And then the defense is right back out there. And then finally, Detroit has a nice drive. The defense was gassed. That was the first quarter. That was the first quarter. Four possessions for Detroit's offense, and you basically gave up two plays. And you want to blame JDR for all of that offensive disaster and special teams disaster. But we all want to fire JDR. I'm not willing to die on the hill of let's save JDR's job because he has a, a whole history.
0: As it's you been said. a track record of, of bad right. play. But for this game, for
1: this first half, that's not on jo- Jack Del Rio rant finished. Let's bring in micro Mike and
0: Co- code talker Talk says about. good rant stoner. Thank I, you. uh, I know a lot of people there, including a uh, shout out to our friends over there in the DMV mess hall who, uh, who will have something to say as we we will we will dial that one back in but right now we need to walk into the lion's den here and bring in micro mike this is lion's talk with micro mike by chat sports thank you sir for joining us here today uh i'm sure you're way happier than stoner or or, or
2: i right <laughs> now Oh, uh, it's nice for, for our Lions team to get a victory here. You know, we have been dealing with a lot of losses in the last couple of years, and it's good to have a victory by week two and not wait until week nine. So, yes, it's a good day for us. <laughs>
1: well, let me, let me ask you this, Mike, and, and you're obviously around the team all the time. And, and uh, love. by the way, love what you do on your channel. Love it. All the different content that you put out, the live stream, game day live stream, fantastic stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and so if you guys get a chance, head over there onto his YouTube page and hit that subscribe button. Uh, great stuff he's got there. Um, after looking at all of this, and this is from obviously an outside perspective that doesn't see them all the time and doesn't follow them, Jared Goff threw for 240 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, didn't make any mistakes, basically any major mistakes. I find him extremely average. Yep. I was not impressed with this performance stats aside. Am I, am I crazy because I don't, I'm not on the inside or is that who he is?
2: He's an average quarterback. I've been saying this since we acquired him from the Rams there. You know, he came with the Matthew Stafford trade. We gave, we got third golfer, Matthew Stafford, but, He's what we need right now, and when you're in a year two of a rebuild. Right now, we're just trying to get the foundation around this team, offense and defense, to what point where we eventually get the heir apparent to Stafford Goff in the draft, or whether it be a trade for a Lamar Jackson or something like that down the road. Mm.
0: Mm. That's pretty bold to think Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, rumors (laughs) came out uh, the other day regarding Lamar Jackson wanting to come to detroit miami or philadelphia considering that we have a really good offensive line wide receivers and he likes our head coach and obviously we got a lot of cap space this upcoming next season and a ton of draft picks so it's a plausible situation not saying it's going to happen but i do fully expect the lions to look to get another quarterback whether it be the draft or in a trade of such scenario
1: and then all of a sudden you've got these weapons that that nobody was really paying attention to.
2: Oh, I, 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 I think this is the greatest part of watching the NFL games. I've been at training camp last year, all with the Detroit lions. I was there the whole time this year, uh, representing for Herman Moore. That's what I work for. And mm. last year when I was at training camp, it was absolute foobar watching mm. this offense, this defense, it was a cluster. You, you got a new really? quarterback in there. It was, it, it was not good. This year, it's a whole different story. The offense has been on all cylinders throughout all training camp. Just Amon Ross St. Brown was killing every single play. And and when I seen the training camp, I suspected the Lions would have one of the best offenses in the NFL. I suspect that Amon Ross St. Brown would be a breakout player, potentially get 1,600 yards this season. And DeAndre (laughs) Swift, I spoke to him, and he is a different-looking player this year than he was last year. So, you know, seeing the offense from a Lions perspective regarding the Philadelphia Eagles and with the Commanders, it's not a shocker at all uh, to see that you know, putting up thirty five points each game.
0: Yeah, this is the third game in a row they've had thirty-five points, correct?
2: Yeah, I'm not like, you know, last year it was what <laughs> the Green Bay Packers they didn't rest they rest their starters half the games. So I guess I really want to throw to that in there. But Still yeah, out. well we yeah, it guess it counts, it counts, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got a new offense coordinator, Ben Johnson. He is the former uh, assistant tight ends coach. And him and Jared Goff and Dan Campbell, you know, they're really putting this thing together and making it more a dynamic attacking offense, something that we've not had when we had Anthony Lynn last year, who is more of the bland type of offense there.
0: Yeah. Well, that particular offense managed to gash washington yesterday to the tune of those 36 points but one of the things that uh i you know wanted to talk about here is you know really the our wash and and stoner was kind of talking about there in his little rant washington's defense kind of held its own for the most part minus there was the four big plays that they had a couple 50 yard runs and uh and a big pass you know, obviously you have talents like Swift and and St. Brown. How comfortable you are you at having that consistency of those kind of those big plays coming out from Detroit?
2: I fully expect it. Again, this is something that we've seen in training camp. There's always somebody open, whether it be a Monroe St. Brown, or a mm-hmm. DJ Chark, who unfortunately didn't make that catch. This Sunday, but somebody's open. TJ Hawkinson, Swift out of the backfield. Then you bring in, we got Quintess Cephas. So the wide receivers, the tight ends are there. The weapons are there. It's just who does Jared Goff want to get it to and will they catch it? I guess that's the biggest question. Mm. And not really worried about offense again. Jameson Williams going to be coming back to Detroit here in a couple of weeks, who we traded up in the draft to get from 32 to 12. And that's just going to make the offense even more dynamic. So these big splash plays that we've been getting, I suspect it's just going to keep happening. It's just exactly how this offense is formed. They do the run, 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 big old play action, make a play, whether it be a jet sweep with a Monroe St. Brown or kind of use them like a Debo Samuel. But uh, yeah, I I suspect it's going to keep happening and that's just the way it's going to (laughs) be.
1: Yeah. So here's a question I have also, again, this is from the outside. Because uh, when Dan Campbell was hired, right, everybody around the league was kind of laughing at Detroit, especially that first press conference. I mean, we've done that with a lot of coaches who turned out to be really good coaches, but we didn't see this coming. Did you guys see this coming after that press conference when he was talking about what was he talking about? Biting like, knees or something?
2: Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so did
1: you guys w- see that coming? Even yeah, then? I did,
2: because there's a lot of stuff that they didn't show, you know, out to the mainstream media. They do. We have a, obviously the Detroit Lions have their own YouTube channel and they do mm-hmm. uh, videos of what's taking place behind the scenes. And right after the press conference, he actually went to the Ford factory and met with a bunch of, you know, just average folks there. Instead of him signing autographs, he had all the fans some sign his hat and his stuff to remind him that this is what Detroit's all about. Look, we have a culture problem here in Detroit. It's, you know, you can have the smartest guy in the world like Matt Patricia, right? He's a rocket scientist, absolute failure as a head coach, but you need to have a guy that can take a bunch of men, grown men, put them together and learn how to win in a city. Make no mistake. Detroit is a failing city regarding football, regarding it's not LA. It's not Miami. It's not something you covet. So it's difficult to, to get a winning culture here and attract free agents. So to have a guy that's a, you know, a player's coach, a guy that is more of the dude. I think that really helps. And, and he's got coaches around him too, right? He's not, he's not the the X's and O's guy, but he's got the Deuce Staley, the running back coach, assistant coach right there. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, bright mind, Aaron Glenn, good defensive coordinator and he's got all these former players in his coaching staff and it's like the avengers and it's really starting to work here in detroit and hopefully you know this is the staff that can bring the lions out of despair and finally be a relevant team in the nfl
0: yeah that was a a team that went zero and 10 and then uh three and three in those last games that they had there um You know, one of the things that kind of comes with this, and we talk about it on the Washington side, is there's there's this black cloud over the organization. You just can't seem to get over yourselves. Uh, And and kind of, you know, what was the feeling as you have a great first half, the team's up 22 to nothing. And then with n just you know over two thirds of a quarter, Washington storms back to make it just a one score game. What was kind of going through your mind at that point? Were you were you worried that this was the same old Lions? You're going to give up this big lead and and the and lose the game, or do you have a little bit more confidence now uh, with the players and, and coaching staff you have?
2: Look, I, I was telling myself, this is this is going to happen. I know I've seen this story a million times. Yeah, comeback, yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to lose this game, the same old Lions, because, look, we're still rebuilding. We're just in year two. Yes, the offense is good, but the defense is not that good. So we're going to have times where we may score a lot of points, but we're still going to lose. You're going to have times where a Carson Wentz or, you, or an offense like your guys going to come in, maybe stall out in the first half, but blow up in the second half and win, and I'm sure it's going to happen this season where you know we may come out and head but we're going to eventually lose the game that's just part of what's taking place for our team because we're not top tier talent right now we're not a team that is fully built and we're going to sustain fails like this so when i was watching that game i was like this is it same old mm-hmm. lions here we go again
1: <laughs> it's going yeah we're talking with uh, micro mike uh, you can check him out on his uh, youtube channel detroit lions talk with uh, micro mike by Chat Sports, go uh, by there and hit that subscribe button. We got a question from uh, one of our viewers here, Jim Churchill, who says, who do the Lions play next? I believe we play Minnesota, right? Yep. They play yes, we
2: play the Vikings, yes. What
1: what are the Lions – chance? I mean, Minnesota's playing now, or they will be playing here in the next half hour, but so we don't really know what they are yet. But what, what do you think, just looking at from your perspective on the Lions, what do you think the – um, prognosis is for the rest of the year?
2: Well, I will come from Minnesota. We always go back and forth. It's always a mm-hmm. close game. Last year we won with a last minute t- or last second touchdown. And then the, the game before they won with a last second field goal It's just <laughs> right. how it kind of works there, but they got a little more talent. So I suspect they'll probably win the game for the lions here. And for what my expectations are. And a lot of our fans is to at least get the seven, eight wins. You know, build up from three wins last year. Show that you're going in the right direction. We understand we don't have all the talent in the world on defense yet. Yeah, we got an Aiden Hutchinson, but our linebackers are not that good. We don't got that great safeties. We only got one really good corner right now. So there's a lot of pieces still missing, and obviously franchise quarterback. So if we could just show that we're going to compete in every game, we we may not win every game, but damn it, we're going to fight to the last second. That's what we want to see here in Detroit because we're used to Matt Patricia and, and collapsing. We're used right. to the 0-16. I mean, you guys have seen it all. We've been a laughing stock. So we just don't want to be that laughing stock.
0: Mm. Well, as an outsider, again, we, we kind of there's a lot of similarities there with Washington, Washington in year three of the rebuild. The what what do you feel you know from watching this game against against the commanders? Where do you feel Washington's gonna end up by the end of it?
2: Uh, they could be eight nine wins I know that may sound a little crazy because we just beat you but your offense has got a lot of speed and mm-hmm. that kills I think you guys can strike at any minute offensively you've seen it right there you almost beat us in the second half just like that if your defense can shore up a little bit once to get chase young back look sky's the limit if you got a defensive line you can beat up on anybody you can make the playoffs and it just takes it just takes one time we've seen it what 2008 where the Giants and their Defensive line went to the Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady. That was undefeated at that point. So I could mm-hmm. see them winning and making a wild card run. You know, eight, eight nine wins, depending on how went's, Can he stay healthy? I think that's a thing. I love Sam Howell, though. So if at some point he gets injured and Howell becomes the quarterback, I think you guys got an absolute stud there in the fifth round. So mm-hmm. I think the sky's the limit there. Maybe some changes on defense, get some better secondary, secondary place somehow, and uh, you should be good to go. I know the Giants are two and zero right now. I don't really believe it. I think fraudulent a little bit, You're yeah, fraudulent. fraudulent. Yeah. I believe you guys are better than they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully,
0: that's how the season ends for for Washington. I think that helps a lot, especially a lot. You know, after a loss to a team that a lot of people felt you know, Washington should walk away with given that offensive talent. I mean, the defensive line, you hear all the time about the four first rounders who are up there on the defensive line, obviously chase young is out right now. How did you feel about your offensive line holding up against our mm-hmm. defensive line? These first rounders, when you had the entire interior, uh, out the starting interior was out. I, I, I was salvating at the opportunity mm-hmm. for, for Jonathan Allen, drawn Payne to go up against backups and get after Jared Goff, you know, how did you feel after this game? They gave up three sacks but really held their own, and they're not even the starters.
2: Oh, my God. Coming into this game, I was nervous as can be. I mean, you're talking about our Pro Bowl uh, left guard there out, our Pro Bowl center out. And Big V is our right guard. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And so we get a guy who we picked up on practice squad. Dan Skippers, our left guard who's actually a tackle at 6'9". The tallest guest guard in the NFL right now. We got our backup center there and a, a third string guard. So I was freaking worried. For mm-hmm. us to only come away with getting three sacks. It was huge comm- commendable to Frank Haley, the Lions offensive line coach. What they did there, using the tight ends to help out a little bit. I mean, I thought we were going to get sacked, yeah, you know, six, seven times. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be be scary. So, you know, going against such a good defensive line, such as you guys, and before that with the Philadelphia Eagles, and we had some injuries there as well. You know, it's it was, wow. You know, our offensive line does have some depth, and if there is injuries down the road going forward, I'm, I'm not as worried because we went against such a great defensive line as you guys.
1: Yeah. Mike, can you do me a favor? I know you got some pull over there with the Lions. I mean, you work for Herman Moore, for crying out loud. I mean, can you do me a favor and tell them to stop pumping that crowd noise in there into Ford Field? I know they're doing it. You can't tell me they're not pumping in crowd noise.
2: It gets really freaking loud over there. I was talking to Herman Moore. He's interesting because generally when he has a suite, you have to be quiet so you don't uh, interrupt the people next to you in a suite. He said that had no problem this time because everyone was so freaking loud. But that little dome there, the 65,000, it gets real freaking loud. You know, you hear about Seattle Seahawks, the 12th man, but Detroit, when the fans in a frenzy, it gets just like that, but I can't do that unless we're uh, unless we play you again. But if we when we go against the Giants, no, we play at New York. But okay. uh, what's the other team we play? Yeah, the, Cowboys. The Cowboys. Ah, we're right. at Dallas. So, oh,
0: uh, so that's it.
2: So that's yeah.
1: all the NFC East. Yeah, for the year, You've we're the only
0: ones had to go so. to Detroit and uh, unable to walk away with a victory. Well, Mike, we we appreciate you jumping on here, giving us that perspective you know both from the Detroit side of it and you know like I said giving us a little hope that maybe there's some uh, good times on the way even though Washington unable to secure the victory here against Detroit But we appreciate you coming out Stoner's mentioned your channel a little bit uh, where can people find you
2: You can find me on Chat Sports uh, Lions Talk with Mike about Chat Sports or Lions Nation Unite a YouTube channel or dot com Write articles there. And you honestly just put my name in it. I'll pop up somewhere. It's, it's generally pretty everywhere. But, uh, yeah, it's all about Lions talk. And on Thursdays, we do a show where we we talk Lions. But if questions come up regarding commanders or any other subject in the NFL, we are happy to talk about it.
0: Again, we appreciate you. And uh, we're going to get back to this commander's talk. Thank you, Mike, for jumping on with us. Appreciate
2: you, Mike. Thank you so Thank much, you man. Good time. luck the rest of the season, guys. Same to you, uh, buddy. All right. You.
0: I I really felt like that was, you know, that felt good, you know, finding that, you know, the opposition feels like this team is, you know, has some, uh, you know, potential. Yeah. I think eight, nine wins is right there where I think a lot of people uh, had Washington. So I think a lot of people had, you know, one of those wins being the Lions. Stoner, we were talking about Jack Del Rio beforehand and, and how really. You know, you're you're putting it a lot on you know the offensive play. Yep. On the special, special teams, teams play. Yep. One hundred percent. The defense was relatively doing its part given given the issues. They did have yep. the one uh, longer drive they gave up the touchdown to make it twenty two to nothing. Right. But even after that, they were holding their own headed into the half.
1: Yep. They did two straight three and outs after that.
0: Where though? is the problem because obviously you you score you let up 36 points there's going to be you gotta you gotta put some of that on the defense and one of those aspects is the big place yeah who's is that really are we going to pinpoint that on you know Jamin davis you Mm -hmm. know maybe out of position for one of those defo who was the stud last week right he was he was uh, on everybody's go-go list yep he was out of place. You had, you know, typical miscommunication happening in the back, the, the back end there. Yep. It, this is, again, not the first game this has happened. This is continual. Isn't that Jack Del Rio's responsibility?
1: Absolutely. When it comes down to it, it is obviously his responsibility. He's the scapegoat. He's the guy who gets fired, regardless of what is really going on behind closed doors. He's always going to be the guy who takes the fall. Now, Ron's not going to fire him. He's not even going to fire him mid-season. Jack Del Rio is the last wall of protection
0: for Ron Rivera
1: himself, right? So as long as he's got JDR there, he's got that opportunity that when it gets really bad, then he can go to the JDR, let's fire him, and give myself, Ron Rivera, a little bit more time. okay? But to kind of answer your question is that it's not one big thing. It's not a schematic thing. It's not a Jamin Davis thing. It's not a defoe thing. It's not any of those things specifically. It's the consistency of being good, play in and play out, drive in and drive out, game in and game out. Right? If you again, if you look at that first half, the first quarter specifically, two plays defensively that they screwed up. And every other play. They played very, very well. From If this is good, if this is a good uh, bar of where they played defensively, and let's take those two plays out. I understand you can't take them out. Can't, yeah, I can't take right? them out. But... but let's just say you take those two plays out. This defense in that first quarter played up here. They were that good. They basically had a 23-yard pass and like a 13-yard pass Uh, in all those other – drives during that first quarter. Otherwise, they played fantastic. They were in position. They made plays. They stopped runs. They broke up passes. Saint Juice should have had an interception. Cole Holcomb should have had an interception on the swing pass to Swift. Um guys were pummeling their receivers a couple of times, right? They were there, but the consistency to do it every time you give up that one play Changes the entire complexity, obviously, of that drive. Changes the complexity of the half. Changes the complexity of the game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's the you,
1: difference between the good teams and the not good teams.
0: We were we were coming back twenty two to fifteen, and another big play there. Uh, yeah, and this is exactly what I'm talking about here mm-hmm. from uh, from the DMV mess hall. Saying yeah. uh, John Kime tweeted, Detroit gained two hundred and twenty seven yards on six explosive plays offensively. Yeah. The other fifty five plays they gained 198 yards
1: that's exactly right
0: and and but- that's not, and that and that's good defense 55 198 yards off to 50, 55 plays that's yeah. not that's not a good offense yeah. really what it comes down to is is and I, this is what i've kind of been mentioning and and even tweeted about you have a 58-yard run. You have a 50-yard run. You have a 49-yard pass. You, then you have three passes that go for 20 yards. There, that those right there are are what killing you. Are, that's that's right. what's killing this defense when it comes to there. And and for me, that comes down to more than when it's that consistent. It's more of more of a consistency issue with the coaching than it is with the players because you're having those those kind of issues, and that's why. I'm with people who are, you know, we want to see a change. Mm-hmm. Something needs to happen on this defense. Uh, and a lot of that does come down to Ron Rivera. I saw that from Rockman on the chat there, Ron Rivera being responsible. And, and this is kind of going back to that Bear Bryant quote that, that we shared. When things are going bad, shouldn't, that, shouldn't they be looking at themselves instead of calling out, you know, your second-year linebacker?
1: Yeah. That's That's, that's- – just not smart to call anybody out. I don't care if it's your second-year linebacker or your eighth-year defensive back, like a Kendall Fuller or whatever. They know they screwed up. They get screamed at in the locker room and on the sidelines. You don't need to make them look bad in public, and that's a, a huge mistake. And I felt that Jack Del Rio did that, so Ron Rivera had to kind of double down to back up his coach today when he doubled down on Jamin Davis. But I, and you'll never get me off of this stance, this particular stance in the in the NFL, the NFL is built for offense. The rules are designed for offense. You even heard it on the broadcast that they're doing everything that they can because the NFL knows that's what sells is offense. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do everything they can within the rules to make or to make the rules more offensive, right? So if you just watch games, and if you watch these plays, there are guys open on every single play, okay, on every single game. But it's up for it's up to the rest of the team to be able to execute and to have the talent at quarterback to be able to know who's open, where they're open, and get them the ball and give them a chance to make a play. Because you'll see it. All in that Detroit game when Goff was making bad throws. And like I said before, he was average to below average.
0: Yeah, he he honestly for, for a four touchdown game, he actually was not that good. Right. I, I mean, I know was, the passer rating gate was 121.7, but passer rating is a that's fine. Is a, is a, right. is a
1: but there were there were guys out. where he threw into triple coverage one time on that St. Juice play that he should have had a pick. It was basically right to him, right? There was three guys on him. And then there was a guy 10 yards to his right, to the players, to the receiver's right, who'd had nobody on him. And Jared Goff, who was under tremendous pressure, couldn't see him and had to try and fit it in there. And that's that's what this is all about. So defensively, you got no shot. If you're playing against teams that are executing properly, you're going to get burnt every week, week in and week out. That's just the way it is. And that's it's a quarterback-driven league. The rules are made for offenses, and that's just kind of how it's going to be. So it's not going to change by firing Jack Del Rio. It's not going to change. I promise you that. I promise you that.
0: There's there's no midseason miracle in in line for that one.
1: You bring in and Sue. it's not going to change. Okay? It's not. I'm sorry. Chase
0: Young? Who I mean knows? that could help. There, Cam there, Curl can certainly Cam help. Cam Curl can potentially Absolutely. help. Landon Collins. A lot of people calling for Landon Collins right now. I mean, there's a reason I, he's sitting
1: at home. I'm just there's saying.
0: some desperation right now because we yeah. just lost Detroit. Wasn't just the defense though. Uh, Corey here, Carson Wentz wasn't the problem yesterday. The offensive line got obliterated. I'm not even going to put it fully on the offensive nope. line. There, I'm not, not going to put it on Carson. I'm going to put that on the other side of the, uh, the sidelines there. That is, that is honestly Scott Turner, right? Where, where a lot of the focus is on Jack Del Rio because of those mm-hmm. explosive mm-hmm. plays that mm-hmm. were allowed. The defense allowed 36 mm-hmm. points, and you saw an offensive explosion in the second half. Washington outscored Detroit 27 to 14 in the second half. Yeah. But when you dig yourself a 22-point hole, that's not going to be good enough. This offense, and we saw this in week one, is streaky. It is good when it is on. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And in the second
1: half, it was really good.
0: In the second half, it was really good. That first Mm -hmm. half, not good. How many three and outs? And we saw that Washington scores 14 points uh, for the first two drives last week yeah and then stalls out for a great period of time ends up behind uh jacksonville and then has to storm back and score 14 more points to put away the game this time again they were just dormant for that first half they finally were able to turn it and, and, and Scott Turner, give, give him credit for that second half play. But if you're going to give him credit for the second half play, you've got to you really to get on him for that first half. And again, the reason why I'm not putting it necessarily in the offensive line, you know that they're bringing pressure. Yeah. Right. You Why are you calling a seven step drop back? That's right. It's exactly when, right. when they're bringing it. Get, and, and, and here's where, and, and Mike talked about this when We had him on the speed kills. You've got, You know, a lot of people point to Miami as having the fastest wide receiver group. Washington's no slouch here. They 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 got Mm -hmm. some burners. Get them the ball in space. We've talked about that as far as offensive talent. Get them ball in space and let them run. Get dump the ball off to J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson and let them make deep. You know, pay the defense for rushing against you. But. Carson Wentz didn't have the time to do a seven-step drop back, and that's where things were going really south. That's one of the reasons why you're seeing that also, that strip sack. You know, it just not good play calling there in the first half for, for right. Washington.
1: Right, and here's here's some of my notes I took when I was watching that, that first quarter. Detroit, 10 men in the box. These are on all these different plays. 10 men in the box. They were daring – Carson Wentz to take that seven-step drop and try and get some of those guys open. And he couldn't do it, right? Because they had so many guys up there. I got uh they rushed seven guys. They rushed six guys. Look at over here. Detroit, nine in the box. Next play, Detroit, nine in the box. Uh, ten in the box. Rushed seven. They rushed seven. And on this other play, right here, they got they rushed eight guys. Eight guys, and all three receivers that Washington had going out were all going on those longer routes instead of breaking it off, seeing the rush. And, and that's in the design of the play. Yeah, You can't tell me that Terry McLaurin, who is a, a fantastic receiver, a smart guy is not looking over there seeing they're going to blitz. They're going to bring eight guys. I should adjust my route with a, with an audible or whatever, but that's not in the play call. So I can't, I've got to run my, 15-yard out, and by the time he's done, Carson Wentz is on the ground. So that's on the offense, exactly what you're saying, Nathan. That was on the offensive play calling, and you don't have Carson Wentz standing there in the end zone when you're on your own three-yard line trying to throw a pass. That's You're asking for trouble. Now, that was only a four-man rush on that particular play, but that happens sometimes. On a four-man rush, you're going to get beat, and they got beat, they strip sack, and then, you know, just – Kept tumbling down from there. And then exactly what these guys are saying. You go into the second half. You make all these adjustments defensively, offensively, special teams. Dax Milne was not returning kicks, right? Or when he did, he was actually returning them pretty well. I think he had one out to the 30-something yard line. Um, defensively, they're, offensively, they are running some quick slants, some bubble screens, uh, some swing passes. Carson was getting out of the pocket. Carson was running, all these things. And it was working, and that was the adjustments that they made that they should have made a whole lot earlier.
0: Yeah, little little slow on there, uh, Gregory. We, we talked mm. about this, right? So Detroit had three linemen out, couldn't yeah. do anything against them. Now that Jim, they did get pressure to golf, not as often as we, we like. They got the three sacks and 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 consistent pressure. The uh, they are just, just right, right there. They do need to change something. Pressures are are good against most quarterbacks you know you mm-hmm. are going to have to get home against somebody like next week's opponent because yeah, you trouble. know they can escape so that's going to be some trouble there the yeah. um, you know all- this is where we're talking about this is a team loss like it's not just going to be on i think a lot of focus is on jack del rio sure but there is other issues here a lot of people call him for dax Milne in that regard you had a little bit of praise for him um where do you stand on Dax Milne returning, continuing to be the man in the return game? Are you ready to see Antonio Gibson?
1: No, I mean, you can't put your number one running back back there to return kicks. You just can't do it. Maybe when Brian Robinson comes back, I don't know. We'll just see. But you just can't have that valuable of a player back there. Dax Milne is wide receiver five. He barely plays. I think he played, I don't know, five or six plays offensively. He had one catch. Good for him. So He's expendable if he gets hurt back there, uh, for lack of a better word. It's yeah. not a personal shot at him. But listen, if the if the ball goes in the end zone, let it go in the end zone and stop trying to be a hero.
0: Yeah. Again, okay. again with the coaching, right? Like you you yeah. gotta know the limitations of your team <sighs> and put them in the position to ex you know, to succeed.
1: And now having said all that, my other thing that I got a problem with. Is when this team crawled back within 29-21 in the fourth, maybe it was the third. I don't remember exactly what it was. Fourth quarter. They were down eight points. They went for two. Now you seem to be defending this move.
0: The math checks out, my friend. The
1: math doesn't check out.
0: The math checks out. Well so whoa.
1: why is it? Don't don't put up any stupid chart. I'm going to bring up the charts. I'm because that chart doesn't charts. make any sense to me. Okay, I looked cool. at it for hours. <laughs> and I'm looking like, it doesn't make sense. And then I ask for explanations and people give explanations and that's fine. But then I look at the rest of it and I still want to, I, I it just, whatever. If this is the case, if you're going to say, this is what we're doing, then every single time you should go for two. Never there, kick an extra point again.
0: Yeah, so this is this is where so I have right now for our audio listeners I have a uh, Excel spreadsheet of kind of explaining the the math breakdown. So going for two off of the first touchdown, you're down the two scores. Going you're for down fourteen, you're down fourteen. You're down fifteen. You know, no, you're down fourteen. You're down fourteen. You're down fourteen. The the math checks out that you actually get a fifty-eight point eight percent chance t- of winning if you go for a two-point conversion off of the first touchdown, and then drops but, it drops a little bit uh, going down, and then uh, obviously if you're just kicking extra points, there there's some things that that change the factors in that regard. But you why are does adamantly it against, against it?
1: Why does it change? So it says if you. If you go for two on the first score, but kick on the second score, that's a 58% chance of winning the game. But if you kick on the first score and go for two on the second score, which is doing the exact same thing, the exact same amount of points, the exact same amount of tries, but now all of a sudden you're down to 40-something percent.
0: Yeah, 44.9%. Why right.
1: does it change based on when you do it? It shouldn't matter when you do it. Oh, Whenever mean, you do it, you do it. Or you don't do it. But but stop saying all these numbers and everything. If you're down eight, kick the extra point, so now you're down seven. If you want to go down and when you score and then go for two to try to win it, I will understand that. But
0: you don't make it, and all a of a sudden break you have to go to for two
1: yeah. just to tie the game.
0: Yeah, I, it was really confusing to us on the stream yesterday. The yeah. We thought there was something wrong with, uh, with Joey, Joey Sly, Sly. right? right. We, we were like, there's got to be something there. Uh, and apparently there really was something there because he missed the extra point, right. which botched everything after all said and done when it comes to trying to come back into this game. My particular kind of nuance to this is so you know I'm a I'm an analytics guy I'm 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 with the the new age of like you should go for it on like a fourth and four instead of punting you know and, and those kind of things. Now I will say that the problem I'm having is Ron has time and time again told us he is not an analytics guy. Right. He is a like, go for it by the gut. Right. What was in his gut to tell him the game flow at that point was in Washington's favor? Remind you, if they they went for two the time before. They got to 15 points, right? We we yep. would question it, but they scored. You two were particularly happy that they got the two-point conversion.
1: No, but that was smart because they because were it within
0: – got you within got seven you within, points. Got you within 14. No, no, because it was 22 to 15 after that. Okay. So they got. They score a touchdown. Get the extra point. They score a yeah, touchdown. Get the two. They get you the two. The two point conversion right, gets you within seven. You guys are pretty happy about that, right? Okay. Because it was successful. You were down.
1: Because you were down how much? You were you down were,
0: nine. You were no. You were down nine, and when you're going for the two, yes. That so makes
1: was, sense, my friend. Okay, okay. Not It eight. doesn't.
0: But you and you argued against it in the stream. But anyways. Mm-hmm. My point to this is the game flow, the gut, right? Going with your gut. You at this point you feel like the momentum's with you, but then you give up a big mm-hmm. play and another touchdown. And this mm-hmm. particular touchdown was very embarrassing. D swifts on the ground. Touchdown? The touchdown D Swift is on the oh, ground. Yeah, yeah. He outruns, you know, half the the five the five defenders that are back there. It's on a third and 15. Right, you, right. You score a touchdown. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel like the game is back in your, you know, you're back down to two, you're back down two scores. I don't feel like the game's in your hand to be yeah. going for two at that point because then it ended up being back breaking.
1: Yeah. And by the way, a lot of people criticizing the defense on that particular play, right? On the DeAndre Swift, in terms of the defensive scheme, having it was third and fifteen. And they had five defensive backs back to where the uh where the goal, not the goal line, where the first down line is, mm-hmm. right? They had that defended perfectly. They pressured, they brought a blitz, right?
0: They tipped the ball.
1: Jamin defend, Davis was the, right there to he's about ready to pummel golf. Sweat tips the ball, which causes the receiver Swift to fall down. There are five guys, and if you Speed it up to when he gets up. There are seven Washington defenders around DeAndre Swift, right? Almost in a almost bracketing him. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even touched when he went into the end zone. Okay. Don't tell me that's bad play calling. That's not. If they tackled him, he's short of the first down, which was the entire plan of that. So again, that was not a scheme thing. But anyway, we've got off the subject of the uh, two point conversion. <laughs> I think it's dumb. If you're down 17 to three in the game, right? And you score a touchdown to make it 17 to nine, you're telling me you go for two there?
0: I'm, I'm no, st- saying, don't. I, I, you don't. You went with it the time before. Why not do it again? Because you were down nine. You were down nine the time before. That's what we no, said. No, no, no,
1: no, no. You were down eight.
0: 22 to f- 22 to 14 you were down okay you were down 8 you were down
1: 8 and if you kick the extra point you're now down 7 right the time before they were down 9 and they went for 2 to bring you within 7 to bring you within extra point range right you do it when it's 9 you don't do it when it's 8 i you're not going to be able to convince me I'm sure the math is all there. The analytics, all the nerdery stuff is out there. You'll never convince me
0: it's right. Stoner's sniff test isn't buying buying this one.
1: If it's right, you just never kick an extra point again.
0: Well, uh, they did try try kicking an extra point, uh, and it ends up not making it through the uprights. A lot of chat there on special teams. We talked a little bit about it. Taking those, taking you know, with uh, Dax Milne taking it three yards deep and not being able to, you have to know, you have to have that awareness, right? Yeah, for sure. You're given the 25-yard line. Take it unless you think you can get past there. And Dax Milne, Mr. Steal Your Girl, must be feeling very confident in his ability to get past that 25-yard line because he continually was taking it out. I've seen some flashes of him being a capable returner, I did not see those he's, flashes.
1: He's capable. Yes, sir. he's, capable. he's, capable. he's uh,
0: Yeah, he's nothing he's exciting.
1: Master. That's right. He's not a difference maker. And nobody has ever said anything more perfect than what metaphor says right there. That is absolutely 1 billion percent true. That's why I'm sitting at home critiquing, criticizing, and killing and not a coach because I'm not smart enough.
0: Our, our first, um, our first T-shirt you were able to purchase uh, to support the channel. Oh was, yeah, it was this one right back here. Yeah, Ref the district on the front and on the back. Hashtag just a fan. We just will fully admit that <laughs> one billion is percent. that you know we're not coaches, we're not GMs. You know, we, you know we are. We're just a fan. We're calling right. it like we see it. You know, part of that's holding the team accountable in the regards that uh, where they need to be. The team was not good yesterday. And Just by the way, not good. Nice onside kick, Joey Sly. Good lord! Yeah, didn't even make the the ten yards. Let's get into the go goes and no goes. And then we got our dollar dollar here too. Yeah, we, we get... do get dollar dollar. I'm not I looking guess. forward to that one.
1: <laughs> no, you should not be. The, uh <laughs> Let's uh,
0: let's get the go goes right. and no goes. Let's hear you in the chat as well. Who do you have as far as a go go? Not a whole lot to be excited about in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But there were still some some things that uh, went well for Washington.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, Carson Wentz was a go-go. Carson Wentz sucked in the first half. Carson Wentz was fantastic in the second half. He's my go-go because he was killing it. And I mean, he was putting that ball all over the field. And I kind of want to add uh, Jahan Dotson into there. I know we're only supposed to do one. But Jahan Dotson was making some incredible catches. He had a hip catch. He had a uh, like a side catch. I mean, that dude's hands are legit. Um, he's he's every bit as advertised. So that those are my go-go's.
0: We got uh, a couple people agreeing with you there on Dotson, Rockman, and Fats both go that way. Commandalorian with Wince as well. Absolutely. Uh Gregory saying Carson didn't suck. He had guys all over him the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right. Terry from Rockman as well. Uh DMV commenting on that one. If Stoner was a coach, John Bates <laughs> would, never would have made the fifty-three. Yeah, Curtis in there as a go go. Uh Curtis was they, great. Curtis was Curtis great. Was great. Curtis was great. Uh, Dave and DC, Scary Terry started getting it going when they finally decided to pass it. The best yeah. player. Absolutely. Um, yeah, four catches, 75 yards there for Terry McLaurin, you know, again coming in behind Curtis Samuel and then I'm I'm gonna go with Dotson as well. I mean, you kind of took took my thunder there mm. picking the second player. Uh, but this the things that he's doing in his second NFL game as a wide receiver are just nasty. He is absolutely Mm -hmm. just, this is anybody who, I let yourself get called out, okay? If you were not a fan of him when they drafted him, that's fine. You Mm -hmm. can, by all means, turn and have a different opinion now. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It is all right. Call yourself out. Say, yeah, I'm an idiot. I thought that they should have gone with Chris Olave. I'm an idiot. I thought they should have gone with Jameson Williams or something else. It's fine. It's fine. I, mm-hmm. I personally, I was advocating that they stay at 11 and take um, Kyle Hamilton. When they traded right, back, right. though, I was, pretty, I was pretty happy with that. I was just like, good to go. A lot of people thought Chris Olave was going to be the pick. Then mm-hmm. they picked Jahan Dotson, and people were mad. Right, right. They're not mad now. This <laughs> kid's got three touchdowns in two games and just shows absolutely nasty footwork and, and- may be the best wide receiver on this team which is saying something when you have Curtis Samuel, who's absolutely just doing that OG Samuel type rule before Debo Samuel was a thing. Mm-hmm. And you got Terry McLaurin who's yeah. a who we know. I love Terry. That's right. So yeah, some really good things coming out there. All right. Let's mm-hmm. try to keep it to one. Yeah. No go. Okay.
1: Um, okay. Well, since this whole thing, this all day today and, you know, obviously, yesterday after the game was all about fire Jack Del Rio and and hire Chris Harris and all this other noise about Jack Del Rio's the worst and he doesn't know what he's doing and blah blah blah. I'm gonna say uh, Nate Katzer, who is the special teams coach. If we're gonna say the coaches, it's all on the coaches. Well, the special teams were atrocious yesterday in their coverage in their returns. Uh, in their punting, Tressway wasn't great. He had one good one.
0: Um, he kicked one out of bounds. The, the one out of bounds might have been on purpose to prevent another big return.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good excuse. Um, <laughs> they had the uh, the play in the uh, on one on Tressway's best punt that for whatever reason Christian Holmes decided to jump on it even though it was coming back the other way. I don't know why he did that. You had the missed extra point. You had the uh, the failed two point, and not failed two point. The failed the kick, the onside kick. I mean, they were just atrocious yesterday. So I'm putting it on the coach. Then, if that's what we seem to be doing, we don't want to blame blame the players. We want to blame Jack Del Rio for everything. All right. So I follow that model and I say the special teams coach.
0: All right. Stoner's going to blame it. We got some other no goes here. We got Fuller as a no go. Fat says uh, both corners. Dave is taking the entire Washington offensive line. Uh, Metaphor has taken both sides of the line there that uh, we're failing to uh, live up to expectations. All legit. the Mandalorian is going with the fire. JDR and the special team uh, coach and drive him home. Yeah. Uh, no goes from Corey here. Defense, offensive line, special teams. Again, the list is going to go on and on and on. And yeah. I said it before i get that we scored 27 points in the second half but if the offense is more consistent in the first half you don't have your you're not going into halftime 22 down 22 to nothing scott turner is going to be my no-go uh great great change up in the second half i can appreciate that but that's not going to matter again they outscored their opponent 27 to 14 in the second half they still lost this game mm-hmm. it's because they were down 22 points to start with gonna give my no go there to Scott Turner for not making those adjustments earlier and at least getting us a field goal at least getting some of the momentum getting that defense sometime field, to rest you know that's that's something that i think that you have to really take into account there is just again that continual thing because yep. the defense – and I'm not a Jack Del Rio apologist. I am on the fire Jack Del Rio. Mm-hmm. I, that was my quote-unquote one of my I, – I, we called it ended up being like a lukewarm prediction. But it was a bold, bold prediction I made like two months ago that Jack Del Rio is not going to make it another season with Washington. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you and could end up being so, right.
0: So that that's where I stand on Jack Del Rio. But when you actually, again, look at those defensive numbers – If they can just rein in those big plays, the defense is going to be okay. The offense, still exciting. You can't go to sleep for a half, though. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. you got to put some points up there. Put 10 points on the board in the first half, and this is an entirely different game. And I think that Washington can pull that off. We talked about this. We talked about this. If if Carson Wentz is just capable and the defense plays up to its expectations – This team is going to win double-digit games. But right now, they're not there. We'll see where they end up. I still think they
1: do, by the way. You
0: still think they win double-digit games? They can absolutely put it together. They can absolutely put it together. Uh, Just like our man Stoner can put it together Mm -hmm. on the pay-up portion of our Uh, dollar-dollar. Things did not... Did not go my way, I think. Here, did not go metaphor's way as well. He had a a hundred yards for 100 and a hundred for Gibson, right? Uh, Here, he's saying Scott is half a no go. JDR didn't adjust the entire game. Full no go, uh, dust up right there. Um, Yeah, very well. You missed metaphor. You're gonna have to go. Gregory's calling me nuts here. (laughs) Uh,
1: metaphor, you're going to have to go back and watch this video again and see my rant about the uh, the first quarter specifically about JDR. And sorry, that wasn't on JDR. And I'm not an apologist. I'm just saying that first quarter was not on him. Um, all right. So we had 22 different oh, score goodness. predictions on Wednesday, right?
0: Yeah. And all, all of them picking most, 19, all of them picking Washington.
1: 19 picked uh, Washington. Um, Gregory picked Detroit. He's in here. Gregory, yep, Gregory
0: is saying also saying that uh, Philadelphia is going to absolutely smash Washington. No, we'll get I, can't there on get, Wednesday. I can't. We're going to get there on Wednesday. I can't say I'm going to be against him on that one. That one's <laughs> uh, not looking good for us.
1: Um, Gregory had it 24, 23 Detroit. Um, Grandizer 12 had it 25, 23 Detroit. And guess who did the best? I think you for the second stoner. week in a row,
0: you did Stoner. No, no, no. Gus, Shady Katie, Shady Katie,
1: Shady Katie had it thirty-one twenty-eight Detroit. She had the closest prediction. All right, well, and I think she had the closest last week. And we broke tried broke clock
0: is right twice a day. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> right.
1: All right, let's get to dollar dollar here. Um, shady. Trev jumped out there and said <laughs> Bates was going to have more catches than Thomas than Logan Thomas. Uh, it was three to two for Logan. Had three. T- um, Bates had two. So both Stoner and Nathan went took the bet. So Stoner and Nathan won a buck there. Okay. This one is I don't know what we should do with this. I think I know what we should do, but this was um, Turner was going to have more catches than Bates, but he wasn't even active. Does that make that a null bet?
0: Yeah, let's go with a null because we would have we would have revisited before the game to. To check that one, yeah,
1: okay, good. <laughs> uh, that would have been me, and you would have lost on that one.
0: By the way, yeah, all the more reason then. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. So I'm definitely the on the Cole it. Turner. I, I I messaged right before the inactive list came out. I messaged the group chat, and I was just like, "Hey, we got to do a, a same game parlay." put me on Cole Turner plus 1100 for a, a Two uh, for, or for, for an anytime touchdown. Oh, and then like 53 minutes later, the inactive list comes out and Colt Turner is on it. I was just like, please tell me we didn't put in that parlay yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like That would have been a disaster. But still,
1: I think even if you do on those parlays and they don't play, they, they also know yeah, the, they'll, they'll void those out, know. but they void the whole parlay, I think, or no, they don't. They just take the one out anyway. Um, Nathan said Washington was going to have four sacks. Oh, one off. They only off. had three. Uh, Trev went with you, and I said no. One off. Um, Trev said that Detroit was going to have less than two rushing touchdowns, and they had less. I don't think they had any.
0: They had no rushing touchdowns. Right.
1: Nathan took the bet, so it's oh. negative on Nathan's side. Trev said that Washington would have zero field goal attempts. Washington did have zero field goal attempts. Both you and I went against him on that. Uh, Trev, Trev said Gibby is going to have three touchdowns. All right. Both you and I were like, that's not happening. No, not, not happening.
0: Um, right, good, you good. got
1: me on this technicality and damn it, I'm so pissed because you even called this technicality out.
0: You know what it is? Uh, no, remind me. Wentz,
1: I said Wentz was going to have multiple picks and multiple TDs and you said Multiple picks, not multiple turnovers, right? And Mm I was
0: like,
1: okay, because he did have multiple turnovers. He did have multiple turnovers.
0: I would not have taken it if he would have had, uh, if you would have said multiple turnovers. Did Trev go with you on that one? Trev went with me, yeah. Nice. So I I gained on that one. Yep. That's why words matter, folks. (laughs) Words (laughs) matter. Words have meaning.
1: Um, Nathan said the first drive would be a Washington touchdown. That did not happen. Only Trev said no on that one. I didn't get involved with that one. Um, Trev said Washington would be a three and out on the first drive. Both you and I went against him, and he was right.
0: Yeah, lots of three and outs this time. Again, Scott (laughs) Turner, (laughs) my no-go. Like, absolutely just did not love the play calling in that first half.
1: Um, I said Dax Milne would have nine yards or less on each punt return. He did, I believe, have like a thirteen or something. He had, he definitely had a double digit punt return. So Trev was the only one against
0: that. So Trev won that one. Yeah, he had an eleven yard average long of nineteen. 19. Trev won against yep. that one. Yep. So Trev and I right. abstained. Right? You abstained.
1: And then here's the last one. Nathan said Washington will have a fifty yard play, and they did not have a fifty yard play. And both Stoner and Trev took that bet. bet. So according to my records, I have Stoner with a big fat even. Yep, that's what I got. I have Trev with a positive two.
0: He's coming back. I see that. Yep.
1: And I have Nathan with a negative four. That's what I have here. A negative four for the Nathan. Is that I what got you negative three. Uh, I'll double check, but there might been one up here that I didn't.
0: yes i got negative three on that one yeah uh that Corey's right i said the first drive in the second half let's rewind the tape double check here uh Uh, what are you guys just
1: making this up
0: just yeah (laughs) yeah, completely making making it up 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 there there. yeah rough outing by me on the on the dollar dollar uh (sighs) we do enjoy our little fun prop bets we enjoy bringing you some great content hopefully you enjoy it if you do make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already uh, we always appreciate the love and uh yeah, let's go Vikings right now. We're going to go ahead and break it off. We'll, we will be back on Wednesday, 730 live yep. and we'll have some Eagles, you know, con- content creator in with us to talk about that game and whether or not we feel confident, especially after losing to Detroit, mm, yeah. tell you what, I think trev is going to come around he usually does and he's like we're going to win this game that's <laughs> right. gonna, i'm, I'm going to bet a dollar for that he'll probably listen to this and go against it just in case but yeah i i would You're say probably right. he's probably gonna he's probably gonna say we're gonna lose or he's gonna say we're gonna lose to the eagles until we start talking and he's like yeah. nah, we're gonna win yeah this we're game. winning this game we're, we're gonna win this, this game. game all right we yeah, appreciate you jumping in the chat here and we're gonna get to the vikings beating up the eagles hopefully Yeah, man. Just go watch it. All right. So until next time. What's that? Be a fan. Be a fan.